Good morning, everybody. This is Judith Hope You're listening to Mad Love. Let's get into it. So I was thinking this morning while I was getting ready for work. Remember what it was like in 20, I want to say 2015. And it just seemed like Hillary Clinton was going to win the election. I mean, there was really just no uh, doubt about it. And I remember thinking, wow, I can't recall the last time a Democrat had two terms and was followed by another Democrat. That may have never have happened in my lifetime. And I was really excited. Not that I think Democrats get it right all the time, but I just truly did not want Donald Trump as president. That just didn't seem to make any kind of sense. And then she lost uh, by a lot. You know, it was like some states she didn't even like compete, like it wasn't even close. Uh, I think this state was one of them. And so, yeah, it's just fascinating to me. I think on my way to work, I was thinking politics is nothing but a big ass Ponzi scheme. I mean, these people tell tell you anything, just snake oil salesmen, you know, and they tell you what you want to hear and they get enough people excited. It would be like if Nike ran for president. Of course, Nike can put out all the money and and make you some crazy, delicious, uh, amazing ads. And you'll be all like, yeah, Nike could be president for real. I'm not talking about a person at Nike. I'm talking about the swoosh. The swoosh could win because people don't care about the facts. They don't care about anything that has some substance to it. They just, you know, like a good story. And Americans have gotten... Uh, American strategists have gotten super slick. They can put a pile of poop in front of you and be like, this person is the next president of the United States. And if they do it just right, then all of a sudden people be like, you know what? I love shit. Shit should be president. It's crazy. If someone, I'm sure some great scholar saw this coming for America, the American experiment of democracy and inclusiveness and inclusion and everybody living together uh, of all different backgrounds, religions and races and all that living together. If somebody saw, oh man, sorry, 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 sorry. I have not been yawning. I, I don't understand this phenomenon. I'm not bored by what I'm saying, so I don't get it. But anyway, if someone predicted that eventually American politics would be for sale, and that would really harm the Democrat, uh, the, dem- the the democracy experience. I mean, I think that person should probably uh, get, you know, lauded for for seeing this. I mean, I have no idea why I was thinking about that. I I don't particularly like Hillary Clinton all that much. I find her polarizing, but I do remember. I guess it's because oh, I found a mask. I found a mask looking for something for my mom and I had packed away some of her papers in a box that I hadn't really opened in a while. So, oh man, excuse me, sorry. So I opened the box and a mask is in there. And then I was thinking back to, you know, how difficult it was to live with a person with dementia during COVID. I mean, every day having to explain COVID 
and she was watching the news every day and it, then we had to go through the speech every day about COVID, what it is, why why is it killing people? Just uh so rough. And then I thought, you know, I like Joe Biden and he was a breath of fresh air after Trump. Because Trump is a petulant child and he is a chaos agent and I don't care what his politics are, he's he's just the the nemesis to democracy. And I say that because, you know, he's not wrong all the time. It's his delivery. And he's given people who seem to want to be rude and, and um, you know, I don't know what the word, just rude and excessive and hypocritical and just a bloviator. He has given bloviators like you know, license to just not shut the fuck up sometimes. You know, people have gotten beside themselves. People don't want to have manners. People don't want to be polite. People don't want to, uh, you know, take a back seat. Everybody needs to speak up their mind, just like Trump. You know, and I think they've confused his wealth or what we assume is his wealth with being a successful human being. You know, money is just one part of your wealth strategy. If you're a horrible person and no one likes you and no one wants to be around you and no one takes time to invest in you and be around you, I mean, seriously, is that really wealth? You know, I think that's one of the bigger lessons of of succession that show is that, you know, Logan knew all these people were sycophants. He learned to make a sport of humiliating them for his own pleasure because he knew they all just wanted money. They wouldn't have been there if he wasn't wealthy. They wouldn't humor any of the stuff he said because he was kind of an asshole. And it's like, and of course, this is a TV character, but it's based off of real billionaires. And I get the feeling like the whole idea is like, oh, okay. I can do and say whatever I want because I'm so rich, no one can stop me. But that's sort of the underlying message of that show, which is, yeah, but your kids are awful. They're super dependent on you. You've manipulated them into not having any kind of self-respect or confidence. You know, they're all just completely dependent on you for money and livelihood and you know, I think Trump's the same way. He's just an awful person. So yeah, I was going through all of that and I was like, oh yeah, remember when it just seemed like Hillary was going to be president? <sighs> and all of that goes with that, which led me to politics is a Ponzi scheme. I mean, whoever you can put, whoever puts in the most money and makes the most promises will win. And you got to have a slick campaign for the voters. It has really nothing to do with the voters. That's all just a show. But, uh, you know, whoever's backing you, you got to, you know, serve their agenda. Which, this all sounds super negative. Uh, And I don't mean to be negative. That's just the way it's going. That's what's happening. Whether you want to acknowledge that or not. Like I keep saying, the Game of Thrones is playing you whether you're playing it or not. So if you're playing Game of Thrones, that's one thing. But if you're not playing, the game is playing you. So you have to figure it out. And then you get to decide, okay, well, this seems horrible and I want to move to another country. Or you could say, hey, 
I need to figure out how to get my agenda to the top of the list. Who out here can do that? Or just check out like most people and don't vote. (laughs) There's a lot of people out here doing that. You know, I think we've reached an all-time low uh, for character in America. I really do. People have absolutely no character. I don't understand it. People don't want to be held accountable. Even the people whose job it is to hold people accountable, they don't want to do it. Uh, Nobody is really all that into telling the truth if it makes them look bad. Uh, You know, I don't get it. I really, really, really don't get it. And... um, Politics has probably been the worst offender, but you see it all over. You see it all over. People do not have any emotional intelligence. They can't settle an argument without shooting each other. You know, I'm telling you, I've seen a lot of video on some of these shootings, and it's not like what you think. It's not like television. I mean, some of the stuff that people are so, quote-unquote, offended by, would be stuff that just regularly used to happen. I brushed by you, didn't say excuse me. Or I talked shit about you, ran into you, and instead of us having a fist fight and settling things, uh, one one of us gets scared before the other and we just start shooting. Or I don't even have a gun and I just start talking shit pretending like I have a gun because... I'm going to bluff you into thinking I'm going to shoot you. Instead, you shoot me. I mean, it's it's really pretty basic stuff. It's pretty primitive. It's not a lot of, you know, uh, really deep, powerful, meaningful reasons why people are shooting the shit out of each other like this. I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And uh, Republicans think they're right, and I don't think they're right, especially this brand of Republican. And then the Democrats are somewhere off in the distance looking the other way. I don't know what Democrats are doing. It's like, what do you guys stand for? And seriously, what's the plan after Joe? Because Joe's old and he's getting older. And I live with someone in this age group and that is not what you want. And I get that everybody's not sick, but that is an awful lot of responsibility for someone in their 80s. I think he's in his 80s. I mean, he's he's up there. And like I said, he was the, the better option over Trump. But do I think he's the future of the Democratic Party? Hell no. What are we going to do? So America is at a crossroads. We just have to figure things out. And, you know, this is not what I thought I was going to talk about. I didn't really have anything to talk about, but... The stream of consciousness, you get what's on my mind. And I was thinking about politics and politicians and how phony baloney they are. I mean, and this game is just brutal. And maybe I've watched too much House of Cards. I don't know. But we need to start figuring out and we need to get involved because the people who are the least involved are the most affected by these laws and rules and lack of enforcement of rules. I don't, I just, I don't get it. I really don't. And, you know, as a, I'm an intellectual person, obviously, and I'm obviously a little vain because I think I can sit up here and talk every day. Well, every, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And, um, 
you know, have something interesting to say that people listen to. People listen to this podcast. I'm not kidding. Uh, I have decent numbers for a person who never really promotes the podcast. You guys find it, you listen to it, you like it, you share it. I appreciate that. Um, you know, it's just, we live in an interesting time in history. And I think I get frustrated because I'm an intellectual person in a not intellectual city. St. Louis is not a sophisticated place. And it troubles me because a lot of the things I like about myself, I know it's because I'm from St. Louis. The things in my personality um, that I like, they were shaped here, you know. And my friends, a good core of my base friends that I've had for my whole life, I met here. And I just don't understand why this is such, it's such a place that people leave. Like a lot of people just move. The black middle class that I grew up with, they don't live here. They are all over. I say it all the time. They're in Atlanta. They're in Nashville. They're in Charlotte. They're in New York. They're in um, LA. They're in Chicago. And they ain't coming back. And so you're left with people who, yeah, some of us are paying attention and some of us are trying to be engaged, but we don't have the numbers. We don't. And so St. Louis is deeply, deeply stuck in race politics. And that's all, that's the only card you got to play. They only care about who's black and who's, but I'll be honest, that's not a good enough standard. Because some of these politicians are not looking out for you, and it doesn't matter what race they are. They are looking out for themselves. And it's plainly obvious, because if you were to drive around North City and North County, St. Louis, it is unrecognizable from your childhood. If you grew up in the 70s and 80s in St. Louis, some of the stuff, you, some of the things you love and you would go drive by to reminisce, would break your heart because it's just, it it looks really, really bad. There are parts that just look war-torn. And it's like, they've had the same politicians in place for decades. They've had the same, um, you know, mouth or lip service paid. Mouth service sounds bad. <laughs> they've had the same lip service paid to the same issues over and over and over and over. And every time... Uh, it comes up time to do something. There's a lot of conversation when it's a when it's a political race going on. But until until and before or after that, like no one cares. The race is over. Oh, okay, we'll put it back on the back shelf. But they love those neighborhoods when there's a political race going on. It just, I mean, it's really, really incredible, really, really incredible. And nobody does anything. And the, and the newspaper doesn't report on it. Have you noticed how little investigative reporting goes on in newspapers these days? It's almost like we've given up. Almost like we've given up. But you're in luck, because I haven't. <laughs> I still have hope. And, and, you know, peaks and valleys, I definitely don't think we're at our best right now. And we're about to get hit hard. Uh, these boomers are about to get sick with something. Many of them will not be well. Not all, but there's so many of them. Just a small percentage of them being sick is not good for our economy. And you'll see, stop being butthurt about everything and get out here and start 
working and getting some things put into place, not only for you and your family, but for communities. And communities will thrive if each family is prepared for some hardship. And there will be there will be hardship. And this this version of American is pretty fucking soft. The modern American, if you were born, I would say after 1998, you probably, yes, I know there was a housing crisis and yes, that upset people. And yes, people had to move and some people's families lost their homes. Yeah, I get it. I got slammed in that. I was working in the financial services industry when it happened. But I'm talking, it's been pretty fucking good since then. (laughs) Once it rebounded, it rebounded great. And I don't know why people don't like President Obama, but he steered an economy that had just gone off the cliff. And he, he endured that crisis. And yes, they bailed out banks. And yes, that's bullshit. But what are you going to do? Let every single financial institution collapse? We've seen that before. So, yeah, I mean, this is fascinating. Oh, that Theranos lady, Elizabeth Holmes, she got 11 years in prison. I think she has to do eight of them. And she should probably get more. White-collar criminals. She built $900 million out of investors knowing her product didn't work. That is egregious and heinous. And I do believe if she were a man, she would have gotten less because she'd be viewed as a maverick, uh, you know, a risk taker. But she got a real slap on her hand and she should, she deserved it. And I think a man should get that much, if not more too. You know, you can't just rob people because you have a dream and you're openly fraud, you know, defrauding investors. You know, she was so strange too. If you get a chance to watch that HBO, uh, a docuseries on her. I think it's called The Dropout. There's several on her, but there's one on HBO that was pretty good. I don't, I wouldn't watch the one that, that was like a dramatic reenactment. Watch the documentaries. She's fascinating with the weird voice. They try to rob you of your dreams. They try to kill you and then they revere you or something she would say. And like she lowered her voice on purpose to sort of, I guess, sound like a man. I don't know. That was weird. And she all, she never blinked or she worked really hard to make it seem like she was like this unique savant or something. <laughs> so, but she had to practice that, how to not blink. And then she, for some reason, her voice was like this. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. You should watch it. All right. Enough of that. I hope you have an amazing day. I hope I didn't bring anybody down. This is just a point of view. I'm just trying to redirect you guys. Pay attention to what is going on around you. And I understand if you don't want to sit up and read the newspaper every day, but know what's going on in your community. Know what's happening. I learned that at Howard University. Listen, I no one likes to get inundated uh, with bad news more than me. I hate, no one likes, dislikes that. I dislike that more than anybody, but I have to know what's going on around me. I mean, I can't, I can't fight if I don't know where the fight is. You know what I mean? Like, you need to know what's going on in your community. Read your newspaper. You don't got to inundate yourself, but you need to know what's going on. All right, everybody, be your best. Have an amazing day. Super Thursday. Let's have some fun. 
All right. Be your best. Bye. Bye.